And now, The Federal Drive with Tom Temin. Hello and thanks for joining us on this Tuesday, September 14th, 2021, seven minutes past the hour. I'm Tom Temin. Our producers are Eric White and Peter Masurlian, our digital editors, Amelia Brust and David Thornton. Coming up in this hour of The Federal Drive, how the General Services Administration kept the Pentagon staff operational when the Pentagon itself was damaged. Plus, Housing and Urban Development's Inspector General has a long list of concerns. Those stories and much more ahead during this hour of The Federal Drive. But first, the Defense Department is moving on from 2022, even as Congress still debates the upcoming budgets. Defense planners have begun focusing on fiscal 2023. In fact, they promise a transformational 2023. The Pentagon says years of work are starting to come to fruition, and that budget will be the start of it all. Federal News Network's Scott Mossioni joins me with more. Scott, what is DOD saying about the 2023 budget, and how will it be transformational? What's it transforming? Well, one of the things the Defense Department's been trying to do is move away from these uh, wars in the Middle East and focus more on near-peer competitors like China and Russia. So they've been really putting a lot of money into things like innovative research, like artificial intelligence, man-machine learning, all those sorts of things we've been talking about for the past few years. What they're promising is that this is not going to be just seed money anymore. These investments in modernization and technology are actually going to go into an operational uh, actual programs and things that people might be able to see. So one of these things that uh, we're talking about are uh, the drones within the Navy. And those drones, which are called the Uh, MQ-25s are really the first foray into the carrier wing. They're gaining a huge understanding in how to integrate and leverage what they're doing with manned machines and unmanned machines together. Uh, The Army itself has been focusing on the big six plus however many they have these days. They've been adding a lot of different technologies in with that. And then the Air Force, of course, is focusing on things like the uh, uh, advanced battle management system and uh, other Uh, sixth generation sort of weapons. So what they really are saying is that this is going to bring those things into the operational field and we're going to be seeing them uh, much more available than just prototypes and moving into actual programs of record. And with respect to, say, the great power competition that they talk about, will the Air Force, for example, get a new bomber? that they've been working on for quite a number of years. That doesn't sound like that's in the cards yet. Right. You know, that is in the plan. That's something they're going to be continuing to fund, but, you know, not something that's actually going to be coming out in 2023, uh, but something that they're definitely going to be continuing. That's one of their bigger systems. But this is more the types of prototypes that they've been working on. They're going to bring those into uh, bigger actual real world situations and not just be something that's in a test tube Uh, in a research laboratory. All right. And of course, they're going to have to pay for these things as they move from that test tube onto the test bed and onto the carrier bed. And how do they plan to pay for it? Right. Well, one of the ways that the Defense Department has been trying to pay for things is by divesting from legacy systems. They haven't exactly gotten everything that they want. This past year, they tried to divest, at least the Air Force tried to divest from 201 different aircraft. Uh, What they're sort of talking about this year is different ways that they can do that. Uh, The Air Force is thinking about possibly bundling together legacy programs and getting lawmakers to agree on a bundle of things that they can divest from. And then they won't have to fight all these 
against parochial interests and go one by one and say, oh, this is in my district, this is in my district, and all that sort of stuff. Uh, Another thing that is going to be happening is they're most likely going to be continuing to work with flat budgets. The Biden administration doesn't want to increase the budget too much past inflation. We saw that in 2022. It's probably going to continue going in 2023. So they're going to have to be working under the about $750 billion or so that uh, the the president will request in 2023. Uh, Finally, one of the things that the services are doing is they're trying to hold on to as much money as they can and recoup money that they can. Uh, Right now, the army just was approved $400 million for the Afghanistan uh, reprogramming for the Afghanistan uh, evacuation. They're asking for another billion dollars to get back because they really need to put that money and reinvest it back into themselves. You know, this is just one of those things where a contingency gets in the way and you got to spend money somewhere where you weren't expecting to spend it. We're speaking with Federal News Network Scott Massioni. So therefore, the bottom line is that their bottom line will stay the same. They're not planning on asking for more than that roughly 750 plus or minus inflation level that they've gotten for the past couple of years? Yeah, that, that's pretty much the plan. And they don't think that they'll need more than that if they can continue to divest in the right ways. You know, we've seen the army do this with its night court uh, process where it just sort of goes around and looks at all the legacy programs and tells them to prove that they need to be uh, in the, the army. And if not, they're just giving them the guillotine. Uh, the thing is, is that, uh, you know, sometimes you need congressional help with that. And that's where the real issue comes in. Uh, the army, however, has found ways to save billions and billions of dollars through doing this. Another way to look at this is through the capacity versus capability argument, which is something that is always kind of rears its head around this sort of uh, time of year. You know, this was talking about, you know, does the Navy really need 355 ships or can you have less ships with more capability that can do better things? Obviously, with these technologies they're trying to bring into the operational realm, the capability argument is one that they're really pushing for this, especially if AI and things like that can be a catalyst to helping helping along. What about the idea of more but less expensive ships, say unmanned ships and smaller, faster, more agile types of vessels? Is that part of the plan, too? That's definitely an option as well. And I think that also moves into the, you know, man-machine learning and man-machine teaming that the Defense Department is trying to bring into the operational realm as well. So these uh, drones and things like that, the more you can get them to work well and to team with uh, other bigger ships or even uh, aircraft, the better it would be for, for them as a capability and also possibly building capacity in a cheaper way. And somehow they say eventually if they needed to, they could sink a Chinese carrier with this new reinvestment type of portfolio? Well, you know, the plan is, (laughs) is that they can, you know, take on China, Russia, and then also smaller threats like North Korea and Iran, and then also keep the pulse on extremism as well. It's quite a big portfolio and threat landscape to uh, be be looking at, not frankly. And what about healthcare costs, which is probably the fastest growing thing they face in the Defense Department? Yes, well, you know, the healthcare costs are going uh, uh, high, as, as always. I mean, this is something they've been looking at for quite a few years. There's a recent study that came out from the Center for Strategic and International Studies saying that each active duty service member costs about $150,000 to uh, really keep in the military. And that includes things like rising salaries and uh, training and health care and benefits and everything else in between. So it's becoming more and more expensive to keep our all volunteer force, even though it's not as big as it but once was. All right. And then the key question is, what is Congress's response likely to be to this 2023 proposal, which has got 
dollars and concepts all in there. Well, as you know, and we've seen in the past, Congress does not like cutting legacy systems. The A-10 has been one that's haunted the Defense Department for years. The more they try and retire it, the more Congress tries to hold on. And, you know, it has shown itself to be an operational asset at times. Uh, the Defense Department wanted to get rid of a, a handful of A-10s this year, and the Senate Armed Services Committee has already axed that idea. There's also, we're seeing that Congress doesn't really want the Defense Department to be funded the way it's been asked to be funded by the president. They're potentially adding 30 to $40 billion more within that, uh, that request. So, uh, you know, that is something that could happen again in 2023, where the president may ask for a smaller budget and Congress is going to say, well, you're going to take this extra money anyway. Federal News Network, Scott Mossione. Be sure to check out his story at federalnewsnetwork.com. Still to come, Housing and Urban Development's Inspector General has a long list of concerns. This is The Federal Drive with Tom Temin here on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you're sending money to. Second, Confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.